I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to episode 296 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, we welcome Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek podcast and the Rockin' Pod Expo to the show. We talk about a bunch of different things uh, with Chris. Initially, Jeremy Weltman is still on from the first hour of the show. Uh, he also listens to Decibel Geek and wanted to. Ask Chris some questions. So uh, we talk about, or I let them talk to one another. And then we proceed to talk about, you know, these uh, high end kiss bootlegs that have been floating around the whole uh, Dexter Loomis nudge, nudge, wink, wink leaks. Uh, we also talk about uh, can kiss continue without Gene and Paul? Is Kiss continuing without Eric or Tommy? Will there be a cruise after this? We also get into Cruise Fest. We talk about Decibel Geek episode 500. Uh, we run down albums that are going to be coming out from now till the end of October, more or less, because after that it becomes Christmas season, which is all greatest hits. And live albums and stuff like that, for the most part, unless an ACDC or a Metallica or a Guns N' Roses surprises us with their audacity and says, screw you guys, I'm releasing my album in November, and it's still going to be the biggest seller of the year. They've done it repeatedly. Uh, Chris was recently at the Anthrax BLS and Hatebreed show in Nashville. We talk about that. We wonder if Phil and Rex will turn up for any of the remaining shows. On this tour, we just saw Pantera shows announced today, actually, as I'm recording this. What type of shows will we see? Will we see one-offs like the Misfits? Or will we see a full-blown tour? It's four dates that have been announced so far. So, we'll see. Should Pantera record with Zach and Charlie? And we... You know, if you've listened to us talk before, it's like hearing us talk on the phone. It's two friends talking about music. So anyway, I hope you enjoy our discussion. Here we go. Anyway, we, we welcome to the show, Mr. Uh, Chris Sinzak. How are you, Chris? Good. How are you? Sorry I'm late today. No, that's fine. I, I realize that um, uh, you're in central Sinzak time. So uh, <laughs> sometimes that's on time. Sometimes that's ahead of time. Sometimes that's after. But, you know, we'll work with well, you. We're, we're just happy to have you here. Well, more a case of two dogs that found the smell of a rabbit in my backyard, but the rabbit wasn't there, but they would not shut up about it. So I had to wrangle them to get them to get back into the house before I could come on. So that, it, it, you know, the dog ate my homework. It's the, you know, the old excuse. 
It it could have been worse. You could have said that you found a um a pink paper bag on fire on your porch after someone rang the doorbell and you went to go step on it. You know, you no. found out that in the bag was some uh, feces. But uh, well, all right, we'll go with the. It's been a couple years <laughs> since that happened, but yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm not going there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, Mr. Jeremy Weltman over in the UK is is still with us from the first hour. Uh, Jeremy actually had some uh, questions for you, Chris. So I figured since, uh, although he's an hour behind me, I figured he'd I'd let him go and ask you these questions first. So go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Um, you you, um, you mentioned a lot of new music on, on your podcast, and I just wondered how you how you find out about all the bands that you um, that you mentioned because there's a lot there which I've never heard of, which is great because you're mentioning them, and you know I, I listen to a lot of the tracks that that you're putting forward. Um, so so how do you get to know about all these bands? It's a lot of different methods, and I'm sure Victor uses a lot of them too that I do. Uh, well, I mean, first, uh, obviously, I go to um, I'll go I'll go to my Gmail because I get tons of stuff sent to the Decibel Geek Gmail from bands and PR and record label, and I'm sure I'm on a list of hundreds of people too. So it's not that we're special or anything, but uh, I'll start there. Um, I, and typically, there, you know, it's a mix of stuff. I try to I try to keep an eye out for newer bands, bands I've never heard of. Um, of course, you'll get the emails with, you know, so-and-so that you grew up with is putting out a record. And that's fine. Um, but uh, there's that, um, you know, and I know Baco's going to want to kill me, but Spotify, there's a you know a thing called Release Radar on there, and you can find a lot of new stuff on there. Um, Spotify is good for discovery. It's terrible for paying bands, but you can find a lot of stuff you normally wouldn't. And typically, you'll find a band on there, and if you let their album play all the way through, Spotify will start playing stuff in the similar vein from other bands, and I found them that way, too, just by leaving it playing. Um, there's Facebook groups. There's there's a Facebook group called um, the New Wave of a Traditional Heavy Metal or the New, you know, yeah. you know, New Wave of Classic Metal or New Wave of Classic Rock. There's so many groups and uh, and then of course listeners, you know, listeners will send us suggestions all the time and and we we l- listen for that. So yeah, really not one place in general and that's kind of why I like to do Fresh Blood and Radio Sucks episodes and I'm sure Victor feels the same way. It's it's kind of like you have a lot of places to look for stuff. Let us do that work for you and we'll find what we think is cool and maybe you'll get turned on to something you like. Does that suffice, uh, Mr. Weltman? Yeah, yeah, certainly interesting to find out, you know, all the different sources that you have. And, you know, as I say, um, a lot of the stuff that you play is is really good music and, you know, really, really enjoy what, what you do. Um, the other question that I've got is that you, you know you have patrons. You, you're on Patreon, just like just like Victor. Um, but I noticed that on your podcast, you you mention every week anyone who sort of mentions your show or sort of you know puts it on social media. But you never mention the patrons. What? Why is that? It's a good question. <laughs> I probably should. Um, yeah, the geeks of the week. Uh, Initially, it used to just be one person. I would just pick randomly, you know, if they said something cool on the page or something. And then 
I got the idea of, uh, well, what if everybody that shares the original link on Facebook and Twitter does it, then maybe we just name off all of them. But yeah, I mean, and honestly, the, the Patreon is something, you know, we neglected. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I wish we did more with it. We really should. But uh, we and there's we even have a lot of stuff recorded. It's just a matter of getting it done in time. And we just stepped up to doing basically two episodes a week. So it's one of those things where we do need to we do need to clean that up and give more shine to the people that are patrons on there. Cause uh, yeah, I don't have a great excuse other than uh, yeah, we neglected. Okay. With, with your Patreon, the, the one thing that, um, and this is something that we've kind of talked about behind the scenes. Um, it's structured a little different than mine because mine is you either pay two bucks, five, 20, so on per mm-hmm. month. Uh, with yours, it's per episode. Um, yeah. So, for example, you guys put out the torpedo dudes. You do the Chris mm-hmm. and Aaron show. Uh, is there anything other, uh, any other exclusive content that you guys do that I'm missing? That's mostly it. Um, and yeah, that that might even need to change too because initially it was basically you're a patron because you support the podcast as it is, but be- because of a patron, depending on the level you're at, you get extra. You know, and we'll throw in sometimes there's live things we'll release for certain levels, but, but yeah, it typically, but I typically wouldn't charge for every post I put on there. It's when I release the main episode, that's the one I post. Okay. I don't even, I'm not, and I'm not charging for the new noise episodes because I just like, I'm not charging, I'm not going to double up on your charges for the month if you're a patron. So, cause okay. that's not fair to you. Um, even though they are legit episodes, but yeah, that's kind of the way we structured it. And although I think somebody told me that, you can now take payments like for the year or for the month. Yeah. Like it, it, it was very limited before when, when I set it up and, but that was so many years ago. Yeah. 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 That that was kind of my thing. I'm like, wait a second. He's doing two episodes. And now is he charging for, no, 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 no. I wouldn't episodes do that. Plus the, plus the Patreon episodes. I started doing the no. numbers in my head. I'm like, no. uh, I'm, I'm going to have to set up like bank loans just to uh, get, the uh, <laughs> Patreon going. No, I wouldn't do that to people. Um, but no, I it's it's whenever a regular episode comes out that's not a new noise episode, I charge for those. Um, but right. yeah, I, I do want to change it though because I have a, had a lot of people who are like, you know, I'd do the Patreon thing if I could just do a one-time donation for the year or whatever or for the right. month. So I need to restructure that. So yeah, I'll definitely look into that soon. Well, I've I've never done that. That's an option. And I don't know because it's a little different when you do the per episode as opposed to the per month. Mm. Uh, I have one of my patrons who actually paid the entire year. And then that Patreon page shut down. So he was out, you know, after paying uh, one month in, he lost 11 months worth of, you know, someone's Patreon. So I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird. I I mean I think it's it's cool, but the only reason that I haven't done it is, you know, God forbid I get run over by a truck or something. I, I you know, I I would feel terrible that I wasn't able to to fulfill the entire year. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, there's some people that oh wow, you know, since I can do the entire year and get a discounted rate, right? I'll, I'll do it that way. They they kind of suck though because. Um, I don't know if you've been getting any of these surveys the last few months. They've been teasing 
uh, allowing you to offer a, a discounted membership or a free <clears throat> membership even. Hmm. And, and I did a, a recent set of questions and I said, you know, one of the things that I don't see this or one of the reasons why I don't think this will work is that the way that it's structured is I can only um, offer one month for free. Mm. So I was like, well, what if, you know, I, I do the quiz show. What if someone wins like a grand championship and I want to offer a year free of Patreon? Why can't I offer that? You know, why can't I set the guidelines? Because ultimately I'm the one that's missing out on the money. I mean, I understand yeah. that Patreon gets a cut, but I'm willing to, you know, forego, uh, you know, payment from someone as a compensation for, you know, a prize or something mm. along those lines. I just find that kind of weird. Well, I mean, it seems like it's, it's more flexible than it used to be, but I haven't really checked into the right. new features, but, uh, yeah, I'm uh, envious of all the stuff you do on yours. We need to be doing more stuff like that, you know, and, um, I'm thinking of starting because we have operating costs for rock and pod too. I'm thinking of starting a separate Patreon for that and going into doing like, I've been kind of, teasing the idea of doing reaction videos. And I don't know that they do as well as some of these millennials that do it, but it might be kind of cool of like just a way to raise money for rock and pod. Just I'll, I'll react to whatever video you want and just, you know, I'll keep it cheap, do it like two, three bucks or something and just see how many add up. Cause it might be a good way to raise money and also, you know, react to some, re I'm sure people are going to send me the worst stuff possible to react <laughs> to, but why not? You know, what about, what about a spoof though? What about where they send you where they send you a video and and you actually spoof like someone uh, doing the reaction videos? So like pretend that I've never heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" before, right, like a right. lot of them do. Oh my god! Wow, man, he's playing this riff. You know, I've never heard something like that. You know, some like yeah. reacting like and have uh, yeah the uh, the the thumbnail image is me. You know, like right, 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 yeah. right. Have yeah. Have, like, have like something like uh, Aaron with the bandana over his eyes or something like that, you know, just being like characters doing it as opposed to just doing straight up. I don't know. I'm just throwing suggestions out there. Yeah, or to do the unreaction channel. It's just me staring at a screen and then it ends and I hit stop. You know? <laughs> there you go. Well, you can play it either way. Yeah. But no, I, I'd like to do something like that. But yeah, I don't know. there's a, there's a lot of stuff I want to do. It's just a matter of fitting time into it. I asked my wife if I could quit my job. She said no. Oh, okay. No. What about having her do the reaction videos? <laughs> Please. I can't even get her to listen to my podcast. You think she's going to do anything else? Come on. There's, there's <laughs> your specific reason. Because it would be the least, the person least likely to do it. She wouldn't want to do it. So she'd give you an honest opinion. Yeah, maybe have her do a reaction video of her having to listen to Decibel Geek and criticizing me through the whole thing. <laughs> there you go. I'm a masochist. I, I must I must be into that. There you go. Um you just started doing the new noise episodes. Obviously, you know, um I, I said this to Drew Fortier once because when I was uh, interviewing him. I caught myself saying, uh, so how's the feedback been for these, uh, 
for for your signings or for the book or whatever. And I said, you know what, Drew, don't answer that. That's a horseshit question because nobody <laughs> nobody's going to say, yeah, I had this guy come up to me the other day and say, you know, your book is dog shit, man. I hated it. <laughs> um, obviously, people that like Decibel Geek are going to like the new noise episodes. Uh, for you as somebody, as a presenter, do you think they've gone over better than what you've expected? Uh, yeah. What you, what you expected it to be, but okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I, we tend to get better, we tend to get more feedback on, uh, on those because it's current rock news. And I, mean, I, we didn't want to, we resisted doing it for a long time. Um, because like, that was kind of like the initial idea behind the show was everything we record has to be something that would be interesting to somebody five years from now. Cause that's the way podcasts are. People pick up on them all the time and you do what you call evergreen content, which means it could fit into any era and it doesn't, it's not going right. to be stale, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there's all these interesting things happening in the rock and metal world. And it's like, we're going to shy away from talking about any of that stuff. And right. it was like, that that just doesn't seem right. And then, you know, there's other shows like your show and Cobras and Fire and some other friends of ours that kind of tackle new stuff all the time. And it's mm -hmm. like, man, I want to do that too. So right. then it became once every few months we would do one just to get it out of our system. But then the, <laughs> the feedback would be really good, and especially from other podcasters. Like, honestly, this is more fun to listen to than you guys doing a full-on theme show. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then from there, it was just like, let's just, we need more content. Cause we had a lot of people like love your show, but you don't put enough stuff out. So right. it'd be like sometimes two, three weeks in between episodes. And that's usually life just getting in the way. But Aaron and I just, were just kind of like, let's give ourselves a kick in the ass and we'll just make new noise, a regular thing. And every one or two weeks, we'll have one of those come out between the regular episodes. But yeah, it's been, we get lots of good feedback on that. Um, yeah, it's it's been fun. And uh, like I don't think anyone hates them. People seem to like them. Right. I mean, uh, with my Patreon show, I do a lot of the same stuff as the new noise type mm -hmm. stuff. Jeremy, in your opinion, what do you prefer? Hearing what I mean, you're a part of a lot of these shows now, but um do you prefer hearing the straight up interviews or stuff like that that I do or do you tend to lean more towards the uh, Patreon podcast. I know that people have told me and said, hey, you know, I do like Mars Attacks, but Patreon shows where it's at. I like a bit of both. I, I just like the variety, really. Um, you know, I love interviews. Interviews are great. It's, you know, you have a lot of great guests on uh, people that, you know, might not have heard before, uh, music that I've not heard before. So it gets you into new bands. So that's great. Um, but I think variety is always a, a good thing. You know, you don't want to settle on just the one, the one thing. I think, you know, Decibel Geek's exactly the same, you know, um, listening to various stuff. You, you did the stuff on demos recently, which, which was a great show. I really enjoyed that. Thanks. Really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I can't wait to hear another's, but, but I don't want to hear that all the time. You know, I like to hear, right. you know, about the new, the new music or what I do. And so, no, just shaking it up a bit is always good as a listener. Yeah. Well, I can, I, I can't think of a worse thing than doing the same theme every week. And it's like, right. it, it, cause if the show's not interesting to you as a host, then you sure as hell are not going to be interesting to your audience. So uh, it's like, if you have to keep it fresh for you, it's like, of course I have to bring kiss into it. It's like, imagine being in kiss and playing those same fucking songs every single night. You know, it's like, 
I mean, how look at Eric, focus in on Eric Singer when you watch Kiss now. He looks so bored. He looks miserable. But anyway, um, but like, and there's shows I listen to that are the same every week and I enjoy them, but I can't imagine doing that all the time. So right. it's just like, there was a time where I was pushing Aaron early on. I'm like, we should just be a Kiss podcast because I know we'd be the best one if we were. Because I did not to be arrogant, but it's just like, I know I could do the best kiss podcast if I wanted to. And he's just like, no, he's like, we're going to get so sick of talking about kiss every week, man. He's like, we got to do something else. So thank God I listened to him. And uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine how bad it would be to do the same topic every single week. It's too much. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. Um, uh, Jeremy, do you think that the episode from two weeks ago on Patreon, the, the, did I kind of lose it? And was that a little too much when I started going over the top with, with some of my opinions? I think you? opinions were good. Uh, you know, we always always enjoy listening to opinions. I mean, it's great when you go over the top. <laughs> no, Victor's very entertaining when he's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to the, at the Patreon show then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the great thing about what you do, Victor, is that you know, you're posting up videos, which we, you know, I wouldn't come across in, you know, just on my own. So there's a lot of stuff there with you're pushing in front of us. Uh, you do your album of the week, uh, you know, you, and you're doing your podcast stuff. And so there's a lot of content there. And, you know, both of you really, I mean, you know, if you think about it, $10, what can you buy for $10? I mean, I, I don't know what you can buy in the US, but here in the UK, it's worth eight, eight or nine pounds. I mean, you can you can barely buy a sandwich and a and, and a drink for for that price. So if you think that you're paying that per month for what the content that you're coming up with, and I know what the effort that you guys are putting into this, uh, and it comes across so professionally as well. Uh, so it's a real good listen, uh, and it's something that I'll always want to pay for. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. Um, that's, that's my next, uh, slogan cheaper than a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> and better tasting yeah. than a subway sandwich, better soon, tasting than a subway sandwich. There you go. Yeah. And soon you won't be able to get that drink for the same price. It's just, just the sandwich. And then eventually it'll just be the cheese and that's it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And there's plenty of cheese to go around. Isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you touched upon um, a, a topic that doesn't get a lot of attention. Uh, you mentioned KISS. And uh, a few weeks ago, you, um, you talked about the whole Sam Loomis thing. Mm. Um, do you think we're closer or farther away from finding out who Sam Loomis actually oh, is? Geez. I don't even care anymore. I, I really don't. I just... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it is and I don't care. I mean, it, 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 there's going to be a lawsuit, I'm sure, behind the scenes with somebody involved in this thing. Um, yeah, it's uh, and that's why I posted the other night. I was like, thank God I don't host a Kiss podcast because yeah. I'd be forced into covering this garbage. But I don't know. I'm I, as a fan, I'm happy to see uh, I'm happy to see the video. Sure. But yeah, I don't I don't need to know the the dirty details behind everything. It's such a toxic fan base as it is, you know. Yeah, that's uh, similarities to um, and thanks, Jeremy, for being part of the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Tonight. Um, yeah, there's so many similarities where I used to do the Galaxy of Geeks show mm -hmm. with uh, Star Wars fans because um, 
there's nothing better than Kiss fans and there's nothing worse than Kiss fans. Right. You know, that's what we would say about Star Wars fans on that show. You know, there's nothing better mm. than, you know, for years. And this is this is with all the Star Wars stuff now, just or Marvel stuff. There's people griping about every single little thing. And it's one of these things where it's like, dude, we've wanted this stuff for the longest time. Just appreciate what you have. Yeah, After yeah. so many years of not having anything, you know. Well, and yeah, the yeah the and the craziest thing is the people like oh they uploaded it in 240p on YouTube. It was like it needs to be better quality. I'm like get the fuck out of here. It's old grainy footage from the 70s. I mean, yeah, it'd be it it'd be nice and all, but don't bitch about that. You're at least you're getting to see it. Them assholes, they haven't. They haven't upgraded it to 8K, 8K footage yet. What's wrong with them? I want to see, you know, the, the rest of the show from um, from the Winterland. You know, I want to see that extra yeah. footage, which. Good God. Good. Good God almighty. Well, so. it's in not to I don't know, not to discount their gripe. I, I guess if you're a big nerd on that stuff, that's fine. But to me, it's like, you know, I never expected to see most of this footage. Um, and I'd have been fine if I never did, you know, right. it's not, none, none of it's been life changing or anything. Right. Um, it's cool, but I'll, I'll tell you what though, a lot of the eight millimeter stuff, ugh, I'll never watch that stuff again. I mean, most yeah. of it, I'll probably, I'll probably never watch again. Once is enough. I don't, I didn't need to have it in my collection or whatever, but the, my, actually my favorite stuff is not even, well, the seventies live stuff was great. Um, right. But like, as far as the the second coming footage that's been coming out this week, uh, I like the candid stuff where they're like in meetings right. and stuff, and like the the performance part. I mean, if you've seen one reunion tour video, you've seen them all. You don't need right. to see more than that. Um, but the rehearsal stuff is great, and then uh, there, I don't know if you saw it yet. The one came out this week where they're in a hotel room. I don't know what they were, what the occasion was at this hotel room, but they were in their makeup and costumes, but they were having like a business meeting and they're talking to a guy about the music video that would become the shouted out loud video from uh tiger stadium. Right. 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 Yeah. Did you see that? I haven't seen it yet. It's interesting though, because the guy was pitching them on this concept video where they're like stomping through a city and like Godzilla and like they're pointing right. and lasers are shooting out of their fingers and stuff. And, like basically kind of what, well, you know, they wound up kind of using that idea when they did the uh, modern day Delilah video later, but mm -hmm. this guy's pitching them on like this con this concept of them destroying the city and then they go play. And then the guys in the band are like, no, we're like, just, just film the show that let's sell, sell the show. And it was interesting to hear that. And at the time you can hear even Gene say, I don't want to go over the top with anything right now. As long as we just focus on playing well and doing our show, that's all that matters. And I'm thinking, God, I wish he had kept that in mind throughout the, yeah. the years. Cause once that tour happened, it was like, okay, let's just slap our logo on everything. Yeah. Right, right. Right. It was back to, you know, mm -hmm. same old, same old as usual. That That's funny though. You, you describe that. And I'm like, uh, we saw Phantom of the park once, you yep. know, <laughs> we don't need to rehash that. Um, yeah, it's funny because when I grew up in the town that I grew up in, a lot of friends would come to me. Oh, he's the kiss nerd. You know, let's 
But, you know, <laughs> point to him. And you meet someone like a Julian Gill and you're like, yeah, I kind of really don't know my shit now, do I? You know, Right. Yeah. Ju- Julian could put most of us to shame, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. That's crazy how much that guy knows. Yeah. With the kiss footage, too, it's it's what you're saying. How many times do I need to see them playing Let Me Go Rock and Roll? If there's nothing fresh about it. And I tend to skip through those parts of the videos. And uh, I I look for the in-between songs parts where, they, where they're talking to each other. That's the interesting stuff to me now. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's kind of cool. One performance thing I watched on the latest one was they're at the airplane hangar in Van Nuys. And yeah. it's when they first you see the footage of them just wearing the boots and street clothes but then it it then it flashes to them doing kind of the dress rehearsal performance which is pretty Mm -hmm. cool you see a glimpse of them doing that doing part of deuce on that but this has at least a couple of more songs on it Mm -hmm. and that's neat to see um and then also i was watching one of them last night it was it was them the night before they played the weenie roast and it was right. at uh, Irvine Meadows. And mm-hmm. you see a little bit of that in second coming, but it's a lot more of that mm-hmm. where they're like uh, going up on the lifts and stuff and trying to decide how they want to go about it. And then Peter's arguing with his daughter. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, and that's a sad, that's a whole sad story too. Apparently those two don't speak anymore, which is really sad. Um, but yeah, it's it's got a lot of cool stuff on there, and you could, you kind of get to hear the the behind the scenes stuff. So I mean, anything backstage, you know, meetings stuff like that, I'm I'm all about it. But if it's like, oh hey, here's them playing, you know, Glens Falls in 1997, yeah, I I don't unless it's the Nashville show I was at. That would I, of course I would go crazy for that, right? And, and I mean, with that footage, like at one point a few weeks back was already taken down was them playing uh rock and roll hell from, I guess the creatures, creatures tour. tour. Yeah. Yeah. Which shit like that is cool. You know, obscure mm-hmm. songs that we don't hear all the time. That's what I want to hear. But- yeah. Well, there was six different soundboards from the creatures tour that have been released, have leaked out and, uh, oh, wow. and, and they all sound, I can, well, I can send them to you. Um, they all sound <laughs> great. Oh, well I, I have the old, uh, uh, shitty cassette from uh, from California or from LA where it was yeah. the official like tenth anniversary show, right. which is a copy of a copy of you know the boot. Yeah, no, these are these yeah. are like pro soundboard quality. Oh wow, and they sound awesome. I tell you what, early in the tour, it's weird. Um, you can tell Vinny got rushed into the job because his some of his solos early on in that tour are pretty bad. Like, yeah, like he, like, that, uh, like he didn't have the solos down at all, or even the concept behind it. It sounded like he was just winging it. So I'm like, I wonder how much rehearsal actually got done for this tour with him for rock and roll. Hell, the version that I heard, I'm like, yes, fuck is he playing? It, yeah. It's, it sounds like his fingers that, are broken. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and, the, and this solo isn't that difficult. So, um, Jeremy, who's now in the chat, is chiming in with you guys are kiss mad for sure. Uh, uh, I'd like to know what you see kiss without. Would we uh, see kiss we without see Gene and Paul? Without Gene and Paul, yes. If if you listen to the Dean Del Rey interview, which I've started to listen to, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gene talks about they want to do something like Queens. We will rock you mm-hmm. uh, show where it's 
or Rock of Ages where it's, you know, a two hour show and the first like hour and change is the story of how they became Kiss. Yeah, and like the Broadway last, show. Yeah, and then the last 45 minutes is a performance. Um, I tell you, but there's going to be such a small margin for error for that. That could either be awesome or horrendous. You know, uh, the biggest problem is going to be the voices. Well, that's the thing. Paul and Gene are not really replaceable. Um, I mean, I guess they could be. Gene may more so, but um, there's never a good Paul Stanley. Uh, right. just, yeah, there's never really been anyone that can really nail it. So that would be a thing. And he also did. I love that he confirmed that he, uh, you know, because Gene's been friends with Mark Burnett, who created Survivor for a long time. And mm-hmm. he did confirm that they were shopping. They were calling it Kiss the Next Generation, which is like, oh, my God, how Trekkie can you get? Yeah. Um, but they were going to do it like the Rockstar NXS, where they were going to, like, rehearse and, and try out people to replace them. I And, like, I got a lot of hate for mentioning this on Decibel Geek, but, like, I would totally be enthralled and watch that week after week on television. I think it would be awesome. But, of course, no networks picked it up. And, like, you got Mark Burnett behind you, and the networks are like, no, nah, it's okay. That surprises me. With streaming, though, I could see like a Netflix or someone like that picking it up. You know, that's a completely different avenue for them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know, though. Gene and Paul are old fashioned, though. They're going to be like one at live on network television. I'm sure they're they're not going to get into the streaming idea. Uh, if it's the, if it's the only people willing to put money in their pockets, I'm sure they'll they'll change. Yeah. You can, they can do what we're doing live as well. You know, they can mm-hmm. do something on YouTube or, or whatever and have people, you know, send a message, you know, send a yeah. SMS to vote for so-and-so. But I mean, I, I don't really like the whole idea of doing like a, a Broadway musical thing before and then having them perform. I, to me, I, the Broadway idea seemed dumb from the get go, but um, I hope they don't go that route. I, I just Throw together some young guys, have them put on the ultimate show. Don't charge out the ass for it like you do for the regular band. Make it reasonable, and it does have a chance of doing okay. Um, I don't. It's never going to be as big, and nobody's going to really acknowledge it as Kiss. But right. Um, but if it's cheap and it's got a decent amount, and you know, decent show, and it comes close to me, I'll pay twenty, thirty bucks to see it. But I'm not paying more than that. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the idea that I floated to Mark Striegel way back when when we were talking about the whole Dio experience thing with mm-hmm. the um with the hologram and stuff. I said that a band like Kiss could actually pull this off. And in the following manner, instead of being hologram, let's say, mm-hmm. have Gene and Paul tour with this. Do like a storyteller's thing. Talk yeah. about playing the Winterland. That I would go you for. Giant screens. You see the perform. You see like a song or two from that mm-hmm. performance. Have them yep. talk about how they wrote the song. Have them what Paul was doing, you know, during the pandemic initially, explaining how he came up with the riffer, Mister Speed. He was listening to Humble Pie. He was, you know, do that sort of shit. You're yep. telling me that Kiss fans aren't going to flock to that, and they don't have to put the makeup on. They don't have to, you know, it's it's like a bare minimum thing outside of the accoutrements that are going to be behind them. Yeah. S- sell it as the a KISS celebration. 
Well, do yeah, do that instead of the Broadway show before Kiss 2.0 takes the stage. Do that, right? You know, have the have the real guys come out, and whoever can, you know, Ace and Peter are never going to get along with those guys. So it would it would be Gene and Paul, but right. have them come out do a Q and A or something, or have the yeah have. I would have Gene and Paul come out, do the Q and a, and then, you know, they could hype up the crowd for you. Now you're about to see the next version of us and enjoy yeah, yeah. that way. Gene and Paul are still involved. They don't have to perform. They just go up there, talk for a few minutes mm-hmm. and the kiss fans feel like they get some kind of experience with Gene and Paul. And yeah. that would make it a lot more that, you know, what they say a uh, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That would be the <laughs> spoonful of sugar to, to right. make people kind of, you know, embrace kiss 2.0. Well, yeah, I'd go see it. Why not? Yeah. Here's the other interesting thing is that Gene keeps saying, you're not going to see these four members of kiss together again. So does that mean that maybe you'll see Gene and Paul with somebody else without a Tommy and without an Eric singer? (coughs) Why? I don't, I don't see why. I don't know. Maybe things are like not as good in the camp as they've, they're portraying you mean maybe as you're saying eric singer looks bored to shit so maybe oh, he's definitely bored up there i mean yeah they're, i'm sure he is maybe maybe they're looking to bring in a 20 year old guy i'll do it that way um, yeah bring them in one them. piece at a time well worked for uh foreigner didn't it that's what they did <laughs> right yeah i mean it, there's been a lot of bands that have done that so i mean what why should kiss be any different and it's just like Anyone getting up in arms about anything Kiss does at this point, then it's like, where the hell have you been the last 20 years? Right. I'm surprised, though, and I've said this a bunch of times, that at least they don't continue the cruise because it's only once a year. Mm -hmm. They're still going to make a shitload of money if they just go up there and perform. I mean, three shows, one of them is acoustic where they don't really. Well, you have to. Do you really believe they're going to stop doing the cruise? Of course not. They're going to keep doing it. But with them performing? At the very least, they'll do an acoustic thing or a Q&A or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's going to continue, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that that it didn't expand beyond just doing one in the, in the States. I'm honestly surprised they didn't do, you know, one in Australia in the winter, you know, in the, when it's winter up here. Well. Maybe there's maybe there isn't the demand they thought there was because from what I hear, you know, they added the 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 second cruise that takes place the week before the one they had announced. Right. And from what I hear, they're having a hell of a time selling the cabins on that one. Well, also, how many thousands are they asking for the cabins? You know. It, well, the, it, but they they kind of got they didn't. Well, the the I would say they got in trouble, but they didn't because it is standard practice according to what I heard on cruises, but. So six man that runs the cruise, they do several theme cruises for different bands. Right. And for what they, they have a thing called the cannonball club, where if you're, if you buy a ticket on, you know, the beach boys cruise, you'll get offered. That means you're in the cannonball club, which means a deep discount on a different themed cruise. Mm -hmm. So they added the first week of the kiss cruise to the cannonball club at a super deep discount, like $500 a cabin. Oh, that's wow. how hard of a time they're having selling these things. Yeah. But it pissed off a bunch of kiss fans because kiss fans are like, well, I'm on the second week, the, the second cruise, the week after, can I get on this one for $500? They're like, no, 
it has to be off like the Beach Boys or whatever else. It has yeah, to be a yeah. different themed cruise to get that discount. So, of course, that pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you've got fickle fans to begin with. So yeah. if it isn't exactly how they envisioned it would be. Then, uh, the, the, then, you know, you're going to have grapes regardless. regardless. Well, and I'll be in LA the week of the first cruise. Cause I'm going to help my friend Joe out with cruise fest. So my wife and I are going over there to help. So that'll be, it'll be, we're going to get there a couple of days early. It'd be kind of fun. I want to go back to the rainbow and see the Roxy and the whiskey and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to a, a LA vacation and then I'll probably be looking forward to get the hell out of LA as soon as I can. <laughs> Um, who, who's going to be involved in, uh, Rockfest? I know that it's some members of Fraley's Comet, Anton. Oh, Cruise Fest. Um, yeah, Cruise Fest. I'm sorry. Yeah. That to me, that's the, the most exciting part for me is that is it's basically the original Fraley's Comet band, of course, without Ace, cause Ace is doing a different event somewhere else, but, mm-hmm. um, it's Todd Howarth, John Regan and Anton Fig, which Anton doesn't typically do these types of events. So, right. I'm really excited to meet him. Um, that's that they're going to do a, a quick performance. And then uh, the head, the main headliner is slaughter. Slaughter is going to play at the concert on Friday at, at a place called the Yost theater, but like, um, or yeah. And then Thursday at the hotel, they're doing a punchlines and backlines comedy show that Courtney Cronin Dold puts on. She's done those for us for rock and pod. And right. um, Craig gas and Hal sparks are both going to be a part of that. And then, they're working on getting one of the rock stars to be to do stand up at the event, but it hasn't been announced yet because the person hasn't confirmed yet. But that's one thing. And then uh, Friday at the concert, it's Slaughter. The Iron Maidens are going to be playing, and uh, a band called Dress to Kiss, which is a good Kiss tribute band, and oh, Fair Warning, a Van Halen tribute band. So it, it it's it's a pretty solid concert, and this Yo Stater place looks really cool. So um. But yeah, I'll be helping out on Thursday at the hotel. Might do some podcast related stuff. I don't know, but probably just helping out and hanging out with KISS fans that I, I haven't seen in a while. Oh, very cool. Um, how much does it cost to get into Cruise Fest? Uh, they have a deal. Of course, you hit, put me on the spot. Let me uh, pull up the website real quick. That's what <laughs> I do. That's what I do. <laughs> like, uh, the VIPs, there's pretty limited amount of VIPs that are that are left and those are the ones you want because you can, you get a whole lot of extra stuff out of the, out of the deal. But let me make sure I find it. Um, artisan VIPs. Oh, and DJ noise is going to be there. He's a, he's a really cool DJ plays a lot of kiss music and stuff. So that'll be fun. Um, buy tickets now. And I did the cool video you see on the cruise fest website just to take credit for that. The, well, all right. So the VIP ticket um, is three twenty five. There's not that many left. Um, you get uh, exclusive VIP section at the music venue and at the Yost Theater. It's also you get a private meet and greet with the original members of Fraley's Comet. And um, there's a couple other special celebrity guests that they're working on bringing in that will be a part of the VIP for just for VIPs only. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm. I'm throwing some cool stuff in is this rock and pod related that will the VIPs will get. So uh, those are going to probably sell out soon. So if you are watching and interested, I would get it soon. Go to cruise fest with a K um, dot com. 
and that's where you can buy those. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that the, uh, the fine gentleman from Fraley's Comet will be telling some uh, A stories as well. Yeah, um, I, you can guarantee that. And I think Anton's also. If you're if you if you're a VIP, uh, Anton's. Uh, I think you get like a free pair of autographed drumsticks from Anton too. So that should be cool. Yeah. Well, what what one of the most one of my most heartbreaking moments was checking out um, Live Plus Four for the first time without Anton. It was Jamie Oldacre playing. I thought Anton played on that. No. Jamie Oldacre's playing it and they kick it off with rip it out. Yeah. And it gets into the fill section and Jamie's playing like something completely different. I'm like, Oh my God. Why? Why? <laughs> I wonder why they wouldn't have used one of the Anton shows for the live record. That's a little odd. Um, because I listen was, to that a lot. Yeah. That's, that's part of the, um, well, live plus one. That's all oh, I'm thinking of live plus one. Yeah, Live Plus Four is the VHS that was shot in uh, oh. in London. So it's Jamie Oldacre. It's the yes, second, it's the second sighting tour. Yeah, they're playing the Hammersmith Odeon. Yeah, I used to have that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, and I remember uh, Ace coming on Eddie Trunk show, and a- and Eddie was trying to hype the uh, VHS up, and he says, "I don't care if you watch it or not. I I hate the way they cut my hair." So he was all up in arms about his haircut and wouldn't promote the VHS. Of course, Eddie worked for Megaforce, so I'm sure you know he's thinking, uh, you know, you're here to you're here to promote the VHS. <laughs> so, Who gives a fuck about your hair? <laughs> yeah. But oh man, yeah, I used to watch that video. I'm sure you've seen the bootleg video, which a lot of the raw footage from from right. that, like the backstage and them showing up at the hotel and everything. That, 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 that's a pretty fun watch. Um, but yeah, yep. Jamie Oldacre is a great drummer, but he was not a good fit for that band. You no, know, just didn't, he didn't work in that band. He, he flat out, I mean, in Ace's book, he flat out says, well, since he was Eric Clapton's uh, drummer, I figured he'd be a good fit for us because what's good for Clapton is good for us. Mm, different not the case. Completely different type of music though. It's a, you know, yeah. it's, I thought, I mean, I thought he did a fine job. I don't, he wasn't right for the band. I mean, but I mean, if I was in the audience, I wouldn't have hated it. But when you watch, it's just like he's got a just a different feel from what you would expect. Yeah. A very different drummer than Anton. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to his credit, you know, uh, for the most part, everyone that's come after him, whether it's been, you know, uh, Matt Starr or um, Sandy Slavin. Sandy Slavin is another one. And I'm yeah. I'm drawing. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm brain farting with the guy who went to LA guns after, um, Oh, Scott Coogan, Scott Coogan. They yeah. all played the Anton material fairly well. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's a different animal and, and all of them. I mean, different backgrounds. Sandy Slavin came from the band riot. So it's, a oh, lot I love, I loved his work with riot. Yeah. So it's a lot closer to what ACE was doing as opposed to, you know, what, uh, what Clapton was doing, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think of, yeah, I shot the sheriff and rip it out. You I mean just they're so similar, right? Similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you guys are coming up to uh, five hundred is the magic number for Decibel Geek. Yeah, we're nine away, um, and I've got, I've got to figure out what we're gonna. We want to do something special for it because it's like 
anytime we have milestone episodes, we're like, oh, we should do something. And then we never do. So I'm thinking we're going to do something along the lines of like, uh, we'll do a live stream celebration, but I want to talk to people like you and other podcasters and, you know, maybe get some, some cool either MP3 or video clips from podcasters, you know, of course, kissing our ass and telling us how amazing we are. And, Cause that's really the whole point. Although it would be funny to get some people, like, you know, you guys fucking suck, you know, and it would, it would right. I would, I would actually like that, you know, be like you guys are assholes, but it'd be fun to play. A, maybe we'll do the, like the, the anti-celebration. It'll just be insults the whole time. There you go. A roast, a roast of the decibel geek. Uh, oh podcast, boy. Episode 500. So I just have to get Ian Wadley on and then just say, go, you know, I'm sure he could come up with material for an hour. He could be the host. Yeah. yeah. It'll be just, yeah, it, it'll be, you know, a whole hour of, of jokes, making fun of ugly kid, Joe and tough. And, uh, yeah. And juice Boys. Newton will get brought up several times too. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Roast is not a bad idea. That might be fun for the live stream part and then maybe do a serious episode for the actual episode. I like that. See that. I come up with good ideas every now and then. Yeah. I'll send you your fee. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my, my consulting fee. Yeah. Yeah. But a, a roast live stream, that might be kind of fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll put that out to, you know, some of the podcasters I'm friend that we're friends with and, and see who wants to be involved in this. Cause that might be fun to do. Maybe I'll even text Craig gas and Courtney and say, do you guys want to do something? That would be cool. Yeah. That might be fun. Good idea. See that? I'm, I'm good from time to time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got, it's 10 years for you guys, right? No, we've, it, it was 11 this past April. Okay. So, so we'll, be, we'll be 12 in next April. 12 next April, a dozen mm-hmm. years. Um, any show that you listened to along the way that you were surprised that hasn't continued all this time later. You mean another podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hasn't continued? Um, a show that you thought was good that, you know, you thought could have, I don't know, either become bigger or just entertained you and, and it stopped and you thought, you know, wow. I you guess know. I think maybe they're still doing If they're still doing it, they don't really do KISS stuff anymore, but KISS Science Theater used to be like a big go-to for me. And then right. I think they just, they just kind of petered out. They might, but then they started going off into other tangents like Blues Brothers and stuff. Um, I need to check and see if they've put anything out, but I don't think I've heard much from them in a long, and then another one, I've, which one we saw coming was going to probably come to an end uh, was pot of thunder. Cause they were going through every kiss song. And I'm like, well, they're going to run out of songs eventually. Right. And they've switched to other stuff. And the kiss nerd in me just doesn't go back and listen to the, the non kiss stuff. Cause it, right. I, I'm glad I don't host a kiss show, but <laughs> if I listen to you as a kiss show, I want you to remain a kiss show. You know, that's, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Those are the two that come to mind. Uh, I'm trying to think of other one. Well, um, what was it? And it, it's funny because the music they covered, I never really liked much, um, but I loved the personalities and that was radioactive metal, um, which I know they're, they're still around, but like rock's not on the show anymore. So no, I was, I was really into their show just because they were funny to listen to. Of course they would cover bands that I had zero interest in. Right. But their personalities would keep me interested. So that was one, but yeah, I guess those are the ones that kind of come to mind early, from early on. Yeah, Rock bailed 
four years ago, five years ago, maybe at this point. Yeah. He, he just had enough and he's now started podcasting again, but um, in French. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's French Canadian. He's, he's originally from uh, Shrewsbury, I think is the name of the town. It's like 40 minutes outside of Montreal. And so because he goes to a lot of wrestling events, he's been he's been part of a, a French, a French Canadian podcast, you know, kind yeah. of they're like a man on the street type of deal. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I always like the chemistry with him and Snowy. that uh, They were, you know, especially when they would argue with each other, they, they were always entertaining. Oh, that was often. And there's there's there, there's. That's part of the reason why rock is part of, uh, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And that, and sometimes the combustibility is, uh, it's entertaining, but you know, it also leads to the end of things, you know, and that, that that happens. Well, that's also a credit to you and Aaron as well. You know, all Mm -hmm. these years later, um, how many times can you think of an event taking place where you're like, Oh, that's it. I'm not doing anything with this guy anymore. Just, you know, we've just had a couple of tense moments, um, you know, for real reasons too, but I mean, but it's, you know, thankfully I, I like to think we're both of the mindset of, you know, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. It, it's, it, it takes a lot for us to get in our argument, but I think we just, we both view it as an escape. Um, and you know, it's just like we both have regular day jobs that are not fulfilling. I mean, they're just, they pay the bills right? and it's, uh, it's, but it's a great, you know, obviously we love the listeners and the friends we've made and that's great and all, but I mean, it's, I view it as therapy. I mean, I really do. It, it gives me something to take my mind off of my problems and it always has. So, uh, and you know, Aaron just, you know, I, Aaron is my best friend and I, I, I think he would agree that I'm his, but, uh, but yeah, I just, it, I can't think of too many occasions. No, I don't. I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, I can't work with this guy anymore. I think he right, has right. with me a couple of times, but, um, <laughs> but I never have with him. So, uh, no, I can't think of doing the show with anyone else. Yeah. Um, but here's another thing too. You maybe last week you guys hit on something new that you haven't done before. You know, you're talking about demo episodes, news episodes, but what about DIY home repair? You know, you guys showed some plumbing and some uh, water, oh, water heater. heater. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll I'll leave that to him. He's the expert on that. I, uh, yeah, I, unless you want to watch me screw things up. Yeah. Although I, I'm going to have a plumber out to my house soon. I'm sure uh, I've got pipes that are getting bad. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But I, I will not be live streaming that. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you would probably be better at a PL statement. Yeah. I got your PL statement. There you go. <laughs> Actually, I'm a plumber. <laughs> Is there any band that all these years later that Aaron hypes up? You know that Aaron's got his bands that, uh-huh. that you still, all these years later, wow, how does he still like this band? Kind of, t- I guess, tough to a point. I mean, I like a, a couple of records of theirs. I don't think they're terrible. Um, well, I, I, let me think of other ones that there's other bands where he's gotten into them, and I'm just like, I don't see it. Uh, right. Was it? Well, he loves that King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard band. 
Right. Um, but even he's like, they're hit and miss because they put out like 10 albums a year and they're all different. So I never, but like everything he's played by them, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't think so. Um, but it's like bands that are like his favorites. No, I guess tough to a point because some of their stuff I just hate, but, <laughs> but like there's the religious fix album that became fist first. I love that record, you know, and what goes around comes around grew on me. I was, I liked enough's enough when I started the show with him, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with them now. Um, right. But no, I, I can't think of anybody that, that I, you know, even ugly kid, Joe, I'm really into their stuff. Although God, that new single's not too good, but uh, yeah. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. Like a country song. It's weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, yeah. I sent it to Aaron this morning and he responded country kid, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So good thing I didn't listen to it before the show to 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 discuss it. I thought the first single was okay. The second one was pretty cool. I like both the first two. Those are good. Um and they they work with their sound, but this new one, I mean it's, it's the message behind the song's good. It's kind of kind of a melancholy reflective type thing, but it's just not what I was expecting from Ugly Kid Joe. I th- I think you're also um, you know, you probably got enough country music in your part of the woods <laughs> i never listened to it yeah, everybody everybody assumes it because i'm in the nashville area that i hear country music i'm like i i i can safely avoid country music all the time it's not a problem please one of one of one of the happiest things about me getting a divorce was not having to listen to country music anymore so <laughs> i'll tell you though the the interesting thing um yeah i mean there are still honky tonks that will play country music downtown but the majority of the clubs down on Broadway, it's a lot of 80s rock stuff and classic rock hits. You know, it's the it Nashville has really transformed like into New Orleans slash L.A. or New York. Um, you will hear country, but not to the extent that you might think you do. It's more a little bit of everything and very diverse. You know, you see people of all kinds down there and. Yeah, it's dance music. You still hear a lot of that. Um but it's not as countryish as people might think it is. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's due to all the people that have moved to that area, you know, known yeah. rock stars have well, moved there? Yeah, but I mean like the crazy thing is is like even a lot of the bars that are owned by country stars, like Jason Aldean owns a bar and Florida Georgia Line ugh, own a bar. Um <laughs> But even those clubs will play dance music, top 40 music. It's like, you don't, you're not going to hear country all the time there, but yeah, it's, I'm like the, I'm considered a unicorn because I'm from here and I live here. And Mm. like, there's not that many people that are from Nashville that live in Nashville. So it's a, it's a lot of transplants that live there. And then of course, everybody comes in from out of town for bridal parties and whatever, but it's a, it's weird how many people from like Chicago come here and California. Ton, tons of them. Have Have you ridden one of those um, mobile bars with like uh, eight seats and everyone? Pedal pedaled? Tavern. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Uh, I got stuck on one once when some friends came from out of town and it, um, I did not enjoy it. And then, uh, and it's just like, if I'm sitting here drinking a beer, why would I want to get exercise? This is the dumbest idea of all time. <laughs> well, um, Arnold got big muscles by pizza and beer, so they're halfway there. 
yeah, but you're not lifting 400 pounds and doing squat thrust, squat, squat thrusts with them. But, uh, <laughs> no, I hate the pedal taverns because I used to drive for Lyft and Uber and I would get stuck behind them. And right. It's just a barrage of middle-aged drunk women going, yeah, oh, boy. not fun. <laughs> so, uh, before we wrap things up, one thing that I talked about last year, we did our best of 2022 so far. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a bunch of like pretty big albums that are going to be coming out between now and the end of October. So I wanted to rattle some of these off and see if any of them piqued your interest or okay. if, you know, they were a pass and maybe some of these you're really not into some of these you are, but aren't excited about them. <laughs> okay. Bill Elam is saying that second ugly kid Joe single sounds like bad ACDC. I guess it was weird because it was so different. No, I I like that single. I like yeah. it when they sound like ACDC. I, I have to disagree with you, Bill. I'm talking about Long Road. It's called Long Long Road. I think is the one that just came out, and it's a countryish song. So yeah, but yeah, it's okay. We can disagree. Still love you. <laughs> there you go. Um, are you into Machine Head at all? Depends on what era. I mean, Burn My Eyes era, sure. Okay. Does the does the new album, which is a concept album based on Japanese anime, interest you? Oh God, no. Rob Flynn is weird, man. I, I, yeah, he's he makes some odd decisions. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna like that. Okay. Uh, are you a fan of uh, anything that Muse has put out in the past? You know, it's it's weird. The, a lot of their hit singles haven't done much for me. Um, music. But and but then what was it? I heard is it may, maybe it's one of their new songs that I heard just randomly on Spotify the other day. Is it called like Left for Dead or Kill or Be Killed? I think. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's the latter. Kill or Be Killed. That's a damn good song, and it's pretty yeah. heavy. Um, right. there's there's singers. A I don't know. I'm not not crazy about his voice, but musically, yeah, there's some good stuff there. I am after that Kill or Be Killed song. I'm I'm interested to hear more of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. On September second, big day for uh, releases. There's at least three big albums that come out. You have the new Megadeth. I like what I've heard on that one. Um, everybody's raving about the Ice T thing, but it it felt like it was shoehorned in to me. I, I that song could have been just fine without him, in my opinion. But I like every the three songs they've released off of it. I've liked and it sounds. Like it's it's gonna be right up there with dystopia around the same right. kind of vibe, which I love dystopia. So if they can do that, um, yeah, I'll be happy with it. Okay, uh, I <clears throat> for me the the last single they put out was I think my favorite because I think the first two songs sounded very dystopia like, like you're yeah. saying, and this third one sounds like something different. So that's what kind of caught I, my interest. I've only heard the new one once and that was earlier today and I, and I was busy when it was playing. So I yeah, need to yeah. give it more of a, more of a day okay. in court. Uh, new Kings X. Man, I, I love Kings X, but I have not liked these two songs they've put out on this record, man. Oh, and I want to so bad, but yeah, I, ew, I, I was not impressed with either of them. What about, did you like them? They're Okay. You know, I was listening to them and thinking, I hope this is their tattoo, you know, like what Van Halen did with um, the last album where they released kind of the worst song off of the album as as yeah. a single. What's the new yeah. one called? Like Give It Up, I think. 
Um, the song or the album? The song that the last one song they put out for it was called like "Give It Up," I think. Um, and the message behind it was cool about kind of you know taking control of your life and everything. I like the message behind it, but like the, it's distinctly missing a hook. And I know some Kings X haters will say, "Well, a lot of Kings X stuff is missing a hook," but right. this one it sounded like a song that needed a hook, and it just doesn't have one. Um, let's see. Let it rain and give no, it up. Yeah, give yeah. it up. Yeah, let it rain. I liked a little better, but I didn't like either song that much. Okay, and the third kind of big album for that day is uh, Blind Guardian with the God Machine. Are you a fan of Blind Guardian? Some stuff. Uh, I was kind of into them a few years ago. Um, I think it was just because I go through what gets released in a year, and they they just have. Well, no, it was because they did a cover. Are you? Can you see me? Okay. Yeah, I can see you fine. Okay, I had like a pop-up saying your connection is bad. Um, But no, uh, they did a cover of something I played for one of our Bizarro covers. I don't even remember what song it was, and then that led me into listening to some of their stuff, and I liked them, but I haven't gone back to the well in a long time. So yeah, I, I'm happy to hear they have something coming out, though. Okay. Uh, September 9th, we have Ozzy's Patient Number 9. Are you looking forward to that? I'm very much looking forward to because I love both songs that have come out. I yeah. think they're both they're both way better than anything I heard off Ordinary Man. I I didn't have that much of a problem with that album either. Personally, I liked a few of the songs on that, but yeah, it was. Uh, I'm very excited for that one. And uh, the 25 foot inflatable Ozzy showed up at the Ryman the other night before the Anthrax show. Oh, and wow. they also they also had an ambulance that had Patient Number Nine like spray painted on it. That was pretty cool. Oh, cool. No. Um, let's see. There's a few other things here, but I'm not sure that they're really up your alley. Um, <laughs> I'll just rattle some of these off real quick. The ninth has a lot of like, quote unquote, big releases, um, flogging Molly, Parkway Drive, Revocation, Fallujah. Um, I like Tala. Revocation. You like Revocation? Okay. Yeah. Um, Tala, which is Max Portnoy's band, uh, Electric Callboy, who used to be called Eskimo Callboy as well. Uh, but there's a Nashville band that's also, um, releasing an album that day, Tyler Bryant and the shakedown. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Their last album was one of the top albums I had for the year. And okay. yeah, if, if you've, if you haven't ventured into their music, check them out. Cause they're really, really good. And, uh, I'm, I'm deaf. That's another band. I don't know about booking the whole band, but I'm at least going to try to get Tyler to be a part of rock and pod next year. Cause he lives here. So, but yeah, he's incredible player songwriter singer um yeah the, i think the last album they put out was called pressure um that's a great album so i'm i'm i know they've released one song off of it so far so yeah definitely uh definitely excited for that one yeah it's called uh shake the roots the new one mm-hmm. um the 16th the the one real big standout here although there's a lot of other things um is clutch with their new album sunrise on slaughter beach yeah um well i mean you know what you're gonna get with clutch i mean it's they're they're the acdc of that world so um they're they always put out consistently good records um you know i I haven't been as into them in the last couple years as i used to be but Mm -hmm. but you know it's going to be solid and and good so yeah I'll, i'll definitely listen to that one check out the new single they released i believe it's the title track it's 
a lot more grooving than what I thought it would be. I started listening to it. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, what I've, I've been missing from them for some time. I think the last album that I really, really liked from them uh, was the one that had X-ray vision on it. And I think the one after that was, yeah, like you're saying, it's okay. Did you like um, Neil Fallon's guest spot on the Volbeat record a couple of years ago doing that song, Die Die to Live? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of of that album. I like the Mm -hmm. new Volbeat album a lot better because I think it's more of a... That's one of their weakest albums, but I I did like that they got Neil to do a track with them. Yeah. Um, let's see, let's hop or let's skip up to, uh, September 30th, uh, new dead daisies comes out. Are you Mm. fan of dead daisies? Does Glenn Hughes being in that band Mm. make it any better for you? Were you a fan of what Karabi did there more so? I like them better with Karabi. I I, I'd like the one that they put out with Glenn earlier and they're already putting another record out. Wow. Um, cause they just put one out earlier this year, didn't they? I think uh, it was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Um, I'll listen to it, but uh, I thought the stuff with Karabi was pretty, a little bit more inventive. And I've said this a million times, anything Glenn Hughes gets involved in sounds like a Glenn Hughes project, but that's right. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I like a lot of his projects. So, I mean, I'm sure I'll dig it. Yeah. Um, October 7th, we have a uh, new Queensryche, new Lamb of God, new Bush, which I'm sure you're clamoring to hear. I didn't mind the first single. I like, I kind of like the first single, so maybe it's got something. Yeah, I, uh, to be honest, um, he said it was a continuation of the last album, Kingdom, which in my opinion is the best thing they ever released. So mm. uh, we'll see. Uh, does the new Queensryche or Lamb of God do anything? For you, Lamb of God, I've never been able to get into. I mean, I can re- appreciate their musicianship, but just uh, on the whole, that's not my thing. Um, Queens, like, yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for the the I can't remember the name of the song, but they put a song out from it already. Um, mm-hmm. Two songs actually, I think, and yes. I've liked I've liked what I've heard. The, the second one was a little bit of a curveball, but yeah, um, but no, I liked it. Um, I like the la- I like the was it the verdict that was the last record I thought that was pretty cool so yeah, yeah I mean I I'm sure it'll be good yeah I like the first single but the first single to me sounded like a a mix mash between Maiden and Rush uh, <laughs> yeah I can hear that and then the second single was like I wasn't into it at all it just sounded like they were stuck in a cabin listening to Pink Floyd all weekend <laughs> and wrote their best Pink Floyd song that's that's Pretty well stated. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. It just it was kind of like, oh, wow, that's interesting choice for a single. So who knows what the rest of the record is going to sound yeah. like. Uh, October 14th brings us everything from Orianthi to Alter Bridge to the new Skid Row. Uh, Alter Bridge just... Uh, since their first record, I've just, I don't know. Miles Kennedy, something about his voice just doesn't do it for me. Um, he's in, he's talented. He's got range. (laughs) There's like, I, it's one of those, there's certain people where you listen to him. You're like, I should be a fan of this, but I'm not, you know, it's, it, it just grates on my nerves. Orianti. Um, I like some of her solo stuff, but I need to give it more of a, of a real listen. Um, and then 
What was the last one you said? Uh, Skid Row. Um, yeah, we've talked about this one on the phone. Uh, I need yeah. to hear it. Um, it'll probably be good. I'm sure Eric Gronwall sounds great, and I'll probably listen to it once or twice, and that'll probably be it. You know, right? Um, Alter Bridge, their first album to me is their best. Yeah. Once, I agree. once he, yeah, like you said, once Miles Kennedy kind of started getting popular with Slash and with that. I know there are people that love him to death, but his voice just gets on my nerves. It just, yeah, it's worse than Scott Stapp's voice. That's all I'm going to say, in my opinion. Mm, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, the Orianthi, she released the first single, actually sounds really cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Cool. I'll check it out. I'm always, always into guitar players, and she's a great one. Uh, are you into Avantasia at all? No. <laughs> I, well, some some of uh, what the bias is, Samet is part of that, right? I mean, yeah. it, some of the stuff, it just depends on the record, and I, it, you've, I've really got to be in the right mood for that that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. Um, I obviously, you know, we're, when he's had Bruce Kulick or a singer or stuff like that, you know, I've checked it out, but I like Ed Guy more than Avantasia. There you go. Um, and then the 28th, which is the last day that I want to touch upon here. Uh, Devin Townsend and Massive Wagons released their new album. Massive, I'm a big fan of Massive Wagons, so I mean that's I'm totally excited for that. Um, although they they put out a song called "Fuck the Haters," which is okay. Um, yeah. The the second single that they just put out, I did not like at all. It it sounds like they're trying to be too heavy. It, it kind of reminded me of like. The thing I like about Massive Wagons, and this is a good, I think this is a decent comparison. I like Massive Wagons because they can be heavy, but it's got a sense of melody to it. It's got a hook to it. And then it reminds me of why I got into the Wild Hearts and Ginger. Mm -hmm. Heavy, but not too heavy. And it's got a sense of hook to it. And it sounds like they're totally taking a page out of the playbook that Ginger has used for the last couple of Wild Hearts records, where it's like, let's just go way over the top with the heavy sound. and you know, screw the melody. And it's, I'm worried the, the second single they released sounds like it could have come off Renaissance men by the wild hearts. And I'm like, I don't like that. So hopefully the rest of the record is stays true to what they, they do. Yeah. I will say that on my Patreon, both of those songs have gotten a lot of hate. <laughs> oh, even fuck the haters. I, th- I thought that one's okay. sounds like they're yeah. old stuff. Uh, I, you know, I prefaced it by saying, I know a lot of podcasters that love these guys have never really gotten into them personally, but Hey, maybe you Mm -hmm. guys like, and every comment was negative and really, yeah. As somebody said, uh, way too generic. Seems like they're trying too hard. Um, I, I don't really, who else sounds like that? Okay. I, you know, I, I love them. They're melodic and. They have a sense of humor. That's why I like Alice Cooper. I mean, it's, I mean, if you listen to what I'm into, it makes sense. I'd be a fan of theirs. So, but yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Since you mentioned Ginger on October 7th with Queensryche, with Lamb of God, with Bush, there's also Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners released their debut album. Okay. Well, Ginger's, I've been worried about him for a while now. He seems like he's going through another mental crisis. So, We'll see what it sounds like. You know, you never know what you're going to get from him. First single sounded like something. It sounded like the album is going to be full of uh, like ska and punk music. 
Oh, shit. All right. Well, I'll probably be skipping that one then. <laughs> he's very hit and miss. When right. he's on, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then, and then when he's not, you're like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, is this so, that same guy? You know, is this the yeah. guy that wrote that? Oh, How I'm con- I'm yeah. convinced he has multiple personalities. He has to. <laughs> that's the hey, that's very uh that's quite possible. Um real quickly, I said that was gonna be the last thing, but you had to bring up anthrax. Um, you were worried that the show wasn't gonna go down. The show went down. Yeah. The show was awesome. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we got there early before, door. you know, right when the doors opened. And, oh, I'll tell you, it was this funny story. Like, we're walking in and uh, Aaron and his wife are right behind me and my wife. We go in. I think they're right behind me. I scan my ticket and everything. We go in. My wife's like, I'm going to go to the restroom. I'm like, okay, I'll wait for you here. I turn around to see where they are and I don't see them. And I'm like, where the hell did they go? And I took my wife comes out, I'm talking to her. And then I turn back around and I see Aaron and his wife and two cops and they're walking off. I'm like, wow, what the hell just happened? And of course, we'll go over this on new noise. I'm sure. But, uh, I was like, did he like fire up a joint or something like right out in front of the building or something? I, I was like, what did he do to get in trouble? Right. And, and I'm waiting cause I, I lost sight of them. And, and eventually a few minutes later, they, they walked in and I'm like, what happened? I saw you guys walk off with two cops. Right. And uh his wife was I guess his wife has a concealed carry permit and she had a gun on her because downtown can be kind of shady. And then right. there was nothing in the language um, you know, on the Ryman side or the ticket saying that you if you're if you legally own, you can't bring it in. Right. So they had to lock it up in like a safety deposit box until the show was over and then they let her in. Oh so wow. that was that was kind of a weird way to start the night. And then uh but we got in and uh Hatebreed was just starting and they were good, but like I can only handle so many songs in a row of Hatebreed where it's just like it all sounds the same live to me. Mm-hmm. Um they they're they're a band that sounds better on record. So um they play but like while they were playing, I was like, I want to see at least a few songs because I, I do like Josta and I like I like the band. And uh it was just so bizarre though. I'm standing in the rhyme and watching Hatebreed Hate play. Breed. Right, There's, right, right just so weird and uh my wife's like this is not for me so she's a merch line was a mile long so she's like i'm gonna go ahead and wait in the merch line and then when you're ready come out and meet me so i get through like four or five hate breed songs i'm like all right i've had enough and so i go out and i i meet her in line and it look this is the weirdest thing so it's hate breed then black label then anthrax the line's a mile long for merch and she's getting up close to the t- front of it. And then we, they've got black label stuff on the left and anthrax stuff on the right. And the guy at the anthrax side yells out, anyone who needs anthrax merch, just come on up. Mm-hmm. So like the vast majority of the people in the line were there for black label merch. So oh, I'm, wow. thinking, I'm thinking, is this mostly black label fans? This is a little odd. And <clears throat> And I'll tell you why it was odd in a minute. So we, cause I'm like, I don't want to buy black label. I want anthrax stuff. Mm-hmm. So my wife gets a persistence of time t-shirt and they had these cool hoodies that have the persistence of time clock on the front. Right. Really big. And it's a zipper hoodie. And then on the back, it's got the logo and it was not cheap, but I was like, I want something. So I bought yeah. that and um, 
we go back in and then black label comes on and they were good, but it was my first time seeing black label. I had, I'd never seen them live. Right. They were good, but man, they were ear piercingly loud to where it was hard to distinguish a lot of stuff. They were almost loud to a fault, but they were great. Um, I enjoyed all the stuff I heard. They played a lot of great songs. Um, and I will say, uh, Dario, the, you know, the other guitar player, right. hell of a player. Um, oh yeah. Best part of the show. Well, two things, you know, they did, um, they did this guitar duel where Zach and him are going back and forth and stuff. And that goes on for like 15 minutes. It was pretty wild. Yeah. 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 And, uh, they're playing behind their head and stuff. And, and then he gets on the piano and then he starts playing in this river. Mm-hmm. And then right as the song kicks in, um, banner photos of Vinny and dime come down and cover the amps, which was pretty cool. That was, yeah. That was nice to see. And, um, and they went over. Okay. But Zach had to work hard to get the crowd into it, uh, which uh, that's what I'm thinking. Everybody's buying black label merch, but the crowd, not that they're booing or anything, but they're just not being really over enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And he's just having to do this and, you know, try to get the crowd going. And they, by the end of the set, they were going over better, but it was just kind of like, Oh, they're not as into them as I thought. And then anthrax comes on and the crowd went ape shit. And I'm like, why weren't you people buying merch? It's just odd. Um, but they, I don't know if you've seen anything from this tour, but they do, they have like a curtain that's down in front of the stage and they play this whole video that they use clips from all the stuff they did with all the celebrities for the 40th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty cool. And it got the crowd hyped up, but they were great. I mean, they were anthrax was phenomenal. I, I have no complaints about them. Other yeah, than they only they only played twelve songs, which was a little lame. Well, I I, I got to see them headline and only do forty five minutes. So, yeah, they, and that's about all they played at this one. So it was, it I don't know why they're not doing more more material because they and they were energetic. They looked like they were having a, a blast, mm-hmm. all of them, you know. And but it's just kind of like, why is the set cut down so much? I think Black Label was on stage longer than they were, and it's kind of like, why is the set so short? That's maybe because uh, Zach was soloing so much that it made it feel like it was a lot longer than what it actually was. Yeah, and that's, I like Black Label and I love Zach, but it's just kind of like, you know, they could have cut two or three songs off of that set list and I would have been fine or cut out some of the extended solo. And I love guitar playing, but I'm just kind of like, all right, enough is enough, guys. But I have I have one of their DVDs and it's always worked great when I've had insomnia. Uh, that's all I'm going to say because... <laughs> You know, there's there's only there's only so much soloing I can handle. You know, I want to hear and Black Label has a lot of cool music. Yeah, they could they could add a song or two in and cut some of the soloing down. You know, yeah. like the guitar part was great, but it's like it went, there's 10 minutes worth of that you could have cut off and, and it was still would have been impressive, you know, but I don't know. It's their set. But but Anthrax, man, they tight as fuck and the energy like they and the crowd went crazy for him joey was really appreciative of a, of the crowd and mm-hmm. frank bellow man he, that dude's a fucking animal he just still runs around like a crazy person it's, it's wild you know as old as they are and then at one point scott gets on the mic and says you know i'm not supposed to say anything about this but we got 25 percent of pantera behind me here <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I can't wait to buy a ticket to that. And I'm like, buy a ticket. He should put you on the guest list. But, you know, right. um, but yeah, but yes, yeah, so I was like, that's going to be my joke when we, when I, we talk about it on the show. So I always saw 50% of Pantera the other night. 
yeah, Zach and uh, and, Charlie. <laughs> and Charlie. So it's yeah. at some point during this tour, did the other two show up? Oh, see, that's what I was wondering if that's going to happen. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if if I think that does Phil live in New Orleans still? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, although somebody said he lives on a ranch, so he maybe he's in Texas. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And then I heard rumors that there's like a there's a festival in Brazil and a festival in Mexico that they're already rumored to be playing in and December. Not not, yeah. not the two yeah, of them. So fast. we're gonna we're gonna have to waterboard Toomey to get uh, information <laughs> <laughs> out and see if uh, <laughs> he he can fill us in. But, I tell you, what, I mean, I would love it if. You know, and it's too much work for Charlie, but <clears throat> I would love it if Anthrax opened for Pantera. I think that would be amazing, but here's, it's probably not going to happen. Here's what a lot of people, uh, this is what multiple people brought up when we started talking about this. Uh, the fact that maybe the bill will be Black Label, Anthrax, Pantera, mm. and that the Pantera set will only be like a half hour long. Huh. And that the other two will also, you know, not play as full sets as normal. But if Anthrax is already only playing 12 songs, that means they play five songs. And mm-hmm. then he does, you know, another 10 with Pantera. Yeah, that's a regular set. And he gets a break in between. So, yeah. Hey, <laughs> the, I, I would love it if that was the case. The The other thing, too, there, though, can they sustain that? for a few years or is this just going to be like a one year you know or is it going to be like like what the misfits are doing for three four shows a year yeah it just depends on it depends on how much money is coming in that's it's all going to depend on money i mean if they go over gangbusters and there's like stadiums worth of people that want to see them i'm sorry black label and anthrax but the rest of you guys are getting put on the back burner because pantera is going to start touring hardcore they will if the money if the demand is there. I'm sure of it. But could could you see that being a full blown tour as opposed to what oh, yeah. I just mentioned? Because I mean, the misfits with doing three hundred dollar tickets. Yeah. Well, they could go that route if they want to. It's more exclusive that way. But right. I don't know. They're all road dogs, though. They love to play live. So I I would not be shocked if it turns into a full scale tour i just and i'm fine with that just please do not record original music as pantera that's the only thing i ask you don't want uh psycho circus part two it's just you can't put the pantera name on a record with without vinnie and diamond i mean of course they're like well we're doing it on a tour so but um not you know i don't want them to do a record together leave that alone only only time will tell well, I mean, it's not going to sell anyway. So, what's the point? You know, I I don't know. That's a good question. Even if Vinny and Dime were around and Pantera put out a new record, it wouldn't sell that well just because of the times we live in. I uh, yeah, I mean that could very well be. I, I mean, it it depends. I mean, they know their hardcore audience more than anyone else. Um, getting getting back to uh, the Dean Del Rey. Gene interview. Gene says something about that. About uh, he brings up BB King and he brings up uh, blues music and black music. And he says, you know, hey, it's not all about selling millions of copies. He said BB King played and put out albums until the day he died. He goes, yeah, so, so why so- say that? And then you 
bash rock and roll all the time. Well, that's that's that that's called clickbait. That's called calling attention to myself. Well, yeah, and then he, he even talks about you know encourages Dean at the end to like you know continue to push new artists and help them out and everything. And I'm thinking you could be doing this too. You know, yeah. you could be putting young bands out on your tours and helping them out. But no, let's put a fucking painter up there. Painter so, up there. so Paul doesn't feel threatened. But anyway, we'll go another hour if we're going to go into that. Yeah. Well, uh, guy could be giving Paul painting tips as well. You you missed that on that. That's true. Maybe Paul's jealous of his painting ability. There you go. <coughs> so anyway, uh, I want to thank you, Mister Sinzak, for uh, coming on here and helping. Uh, uh, Help helping out the show. You you've always been a proponent uh, all these years, and that's why I wanted to have you on on one of the last uh, episodes of the Mars Attacks podcast because of that. Uh, and, you're just like Gene Simmons. You're going to change your mind and keep going. No lie. Um, you got to become a patron to find out the four one one. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not divulging any information. Uh, at the moment, I'll just, oh, okay. I'll just say that. The, the patrons know what's going down. So anyway, um, in any event, I, again, thank you for coming on board. I want to thank Bill Elam, Jeremy, who was on the show and is maybe in the chat still, uh, Brad Dahl, who was on here earlier. Uh, metal Dan was also here, uh, a little earlier. Oh, did I? Was it Metal Dan? I heard you were talking about a comment or something saying that like he skipped all of our intro stuff. Is that what, what I heard? He skips all the way until he hears the word Mooger Fooger. That's okay. Well, at least he's honest. That's fine. We're still going to put all that stuff in there, though, because we need to. <laughs> the, the, power, the power of the fast forward button and right. unlike people that are looking to cancel you or vice versa. At least, uh, you know, hey, you're still giving them, you're still giving him the meat and potatoes and something to listen to after. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll tell the Mooger Fugger that he serves a very important purpose. He, he's where people can stop fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, on that note, uh, again, I want to thank all you guys for either listening or watching live or uh, listening or watching the replay. And uh, we will see you next week with our discussion uh, with the patrons about 1983. Will Maiden keep their streak of being the number one album for people voting? Uh, or will there be a seismic shift in voting this time around? So we, we shall see. Join us next week to find out who the patrons uh, pick. They did pick uh, Megadeth as the number one thrash band of all time a few weeks back. Mm. Megadeth beat out Metallica by one point. So who knows? I might agree with them. So Anthrax number three. Anyway, uh, thanks mm. once again, guys. And we will see you next time right here on the Signals from Mars live stream. See you, folks. See you. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 